Man, Zach Wild. That guy can thrash, can he? We got his autograph in the Gate Rock studio. That's right, we do. About to steal that. We didn't get it either. I don't know. Probably Sean. Was it Sean that probably got that? Yeah, yeah, Sean. Did I ever tell you about the time I accidentally like ran into him outside of a venue in Lincoln? Uh, Nebraska? Yeah. It was, uh, we were at a Guns N' Roses concert and uh, Zach Wild was performing the next night up in Lincoln and, um, me and my family, like we walked out of the venue the wrong way. Like we, like we walked the the long way. So we're and we're like, what did we do? And so we're walking around, and this gate swings open, and we're walking past, and this gate swings open, and we look to our right, and standing right there is Zach Wild, and he's like, oh, and we were like, oh, and he and he was like, no autographs, and we were like, work. Cool, it's all good. And he's like, you want a picture or something? And we're like, no, we're just walking. It was like the weirdest interaction. And then we like walked off and I was like, why didn't I get a picture with that guy? What was I thinking? But it happened so fast. He was like, huh? <laughs> it was awesome. That's interesting that he gave you kind of the surprise face because I would have assumed like, okay, he's just there to have a good time. Yeah. And now a fan has just recognized him. Are they about to freak out? It was it was one of those, it, I mean, walked around the corner kind of thing and he was caught off, completely caught off. Really? The first thing he said was no autographs? No autographs. And we are like, okay. I, I'm not an autograph guy. No. Nah. I would much rather have a picture. A picture. A picture's a to capture time. the moment. Yeah. You, know, you could buy an autograph somewhere, you know? It's like, dude, you can't buy a picture with the person. And you could just sign something. Like, it was like, well, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. I, it probably was just as much as anything a crutch Yeah. for him yeah. because he just got caught off guard and didn't know what else to. He, and he imagined in his mind that we had done that on purpose and we were totally, it just worked out perfect. We were just casually walking. <laughs> They're like, oh, God, Zach Wilde. You know, I've been to so many concerts. Like, I've been to so many. There's some I don't even remember. I don't think I've ever ran into a person like that. Yeah. Or a celebrity or anything. I remember seeing, um, oh, gosh, what the hell is his name? I'm blanking on his name for some reason. But um, ran into him at a, not ran into him, but saw him from a distance at a Rush show. Yeah. why the hell am I forgetting his Paul Rudd? How the hell am I forgetting his name? Damn, you Paul were, Rudd. You saw him from a distance. Yeah, he was just kind of down a little ways. I was like, oh hell, that's that's Paul Rudd. That's Paul Rudd. Was he being funny at the time? Just walking. Damn, probably being funny. <laughs> I uh, I saw Wes from uh, the Real World, and he's been in like a thousand challenges. He was in Aggieville right after his after his season. Him and one of the girls were in Porter's, and they were, like, doing the thing where they were, like, ducking their head and, like, oh, God, everybody's looking at us. And no one was really paying attention. That, Aggieville is known for having a long list of celebrity visitors uh-huh. with very little evidence of it. Right. Um, there's, you know, evidence of a few. Sure. Right. I mean, you know, like Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell, Rob Deerdeck, yeah. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but- Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan came, and he, when I worked at Tubby's, he went insane in there. He, he, the stories that I have of Tracy Morgan in one three hour stretch, man, oh my, he was insane. Can you give us one? Yeah, he took his shirt off, uh, and then whipped it around the room, and then started giving every like, was Petey Pablo playing at the time? No, that's the thing, it was not. <laughs> in fact, it was not. And he, um, uh, he started pinching people, you know, like they're, 
you know, chest oh, ch- okay. area. And uh, <laughs> then he was like demanding that we bring in Crystal, and we're like, dude, <laughs> you think we got? We don't have Crystal we don't within have a Cristal. thousand mile radius. I mean, there is a bottle of Crystal at the fridge wholesale. Oh, there. Okay. But shout out to him. A few, but. Um, at the time, I don't think they did have it, but he was, uh, then he wouldn't leave. It was at closing. The, the, the place was closed. And we're like, all right, you got to go. And he's like, no, I don't. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, no, bring some liquor out here. And we we're like, oh my God. Well, uh, so wasn't Tracy Morgan. He was actually, was he a part of the Will Ferrell show? No, he was there for stand up on him by himself okay. at the, um, McCain. And uh, so as we finally got him out of there, like finally got this guy out by, I don't know how we did it, but we got him out. And as they're escorting him out, he hits the back door of the back patio of Tubby's. And one of our door guys goes, yeah, the Tracy Morgan show sucked. And he went off. He went ballistic. He went I can, no, I, ballistic. Yo, man, yo, man, I can picture this whole thing. Oh his my. voice. Yeah. Man, oh he flipped out, and we were like, dude, why did you do that? Roger, what is your problem, man? We just got him out of here. But he had been a real pain the whole night. He he was just insane. He was in was not listening to anything. Everybody's like, "Can you not do that?" And he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> Is that the only celebrity interaction you had in Aggieville? It, I've never had one. Um, Stone Street, Rob Ronkowski, anybody? Never seen a celebrity in Aggieville other than like if you were to count old football players or whatever. You know, local I, celebs. I also, um, Raheem Morris. When Raheem Morris was on the Ron Prince coaching staff. He was walking around Aggieville with a, a student assistant, and he walked into Tubby's, and we were like, Rahi Morris! And he was like, whoa, how do you know who I am? And we're like, dude, this is Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, come on. And we're like, come on, have a, dr- have a drink. And he was like, okay. And so we got him liquored up. We had like, He was doing Jaeger bombs, drinking beers, and he was getting, like, he was really, he got fired up and started, like, coaching. He was like coaching people and like patting them on the back, and the t- student was like, <laughs> "We gotta go." And he was like, "No, I'm trying to stick around with these guys." And we're like, "Yeah!" And he was—he could not have been nicer and cooler and more down to earth. But he started getting fired up and coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and then, unfortunately, we lost to KU the next day. Yeah, yeah he oh, definitely boy. didn't. He, uh, he's he's a much better coach now. Than oh than yeah, he was no back kidding. Then. <laughs> Man, I wish I had a, a celebrity story like that. All my celebrity stories are actually pretty boring. It's just me being a creep and trying to meet them in the hallway <laughs> of, the, of the Howard Stern show. Like, I would just hang out. I would just hang out in the hall because I knew the interview was about to wrap up. They're about to walk through. I did it with a ton of people just to say I can like bump into them. Oh, hey, how's it going? And they say hey to me, like just dumb stuff like that. That's good <laughs> enough, though. And they're probably happy that you were there without a camera. You know what I mean? Like, they're like oh, okay, fine. Hi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, this isn't an exciting story at all, but I've, I've told this many times. And that's I was literally walking out the door on my last day at the Stern Show. And here comes Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. And uh, Emil- they're both wearing suits. Tan? Uh, no, Emilio was wearing a tan suit, and he's wearing aviators on the thirty seventh floor of this building. Whoa! And I give him the whole "What's up, Emilio?" And he just walked right by me. And didn't say <laughs> I got stiffed by Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Come I, I think on. that's pretty cool. That is cool. That I mean, that's cool. a better story than him just saying, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. So, Come on, Gordon Bombay. What's the so, story? Man? All right. Uh, I, I mean, I could go on and on about. 
celebrities and stuff and meeting them because I've met so many of them. But um, this was the breaking news earlier today from I shouldn't say breaking news. We knew it was kind of coming uh, from the Big 12 earlier today. This comes after, of course, you know, Oklahoma and Texas are going to leave after this upcoming season at the uh, in July of of 2024 to be the first time next year that K-State will not have Oklahoma or Texas on their football schedule since 1918. Big 12 has announced its 16-team four-year scheduling. They call it a matrix uh, for the 2024 through 27 football seasons. The model developed for priority on geography, historic matchups, and rivalries, as well as competitive balance and over the four years k-state will only play one team all four years and that would be the kansas jayhawks they will play colorado iowa state oklahoma state in cincinnati three times over the next four years and then two games against everybody else also including arizona as an on-con next year and the year after um so very clearly, the big issue for us K-State fans and Iowa State fans is that there will be an interruption of Farmageddon in 2027. Farmageddon is the sixth longest FBS continuous rivalry, and it is the longest, the longest FBS never interrupted series in the FBS. And that's because in the pandemic, there were some rivalries, longtime rivalries that did, that did not get played, mm-hmm. but was continued the year after. Casey and Iowa State did play. Unfortunately, it was a shutout loss uh, to the Cyclones. I believe it was a shutout loss uh, to the Cyclones. Everybody's really been up, been out of shape about this. Plus, this is also a rivalry that's actually historically been extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. Iowa State leads the all-time series 52-50. And four. So this year will be the 107th meeting. Senior Day will be on uh, on November 25th. The rivalries protected by the Big 12 with this new scheduling is K-State, KU, Arizona, Arizona State, BYU, Utah, and Baylor, TCU. Listen, K-State fans, I'm just as bent out of shape as everybody else about Farmageddon not being played in 2027. And I think what it will be is they don't play that year, and then we're back at it for three more years. Um, you know, when it comes to actual schedule and the strategy, that's, those are more Gene Taylor questions. I don't have answers to that. Nobody here probably has answers to that. But like what Mitch Holtis said, blame conference realignment. Mm-hmm. I think the goal here was they're trying to keep everybody in consideration when it comes to how much people are traveling, teams are traveling, try to keep things equal as much as possible. And with having 16 teams now and trying to keep it at nine games – they couldn't save everything. And it wouldn't be fair to everybody if K-State got two rivalries continued when there are eight teams that won't have one mm-hmm. continuing or one consistent opponent four years at a time. That will not be happening for everybody. There's just eight. Eight of the 16 will get that rivalry game every year. It's it's not like being in the SEC where you have the natural built-ins, and even they're going to go through this where Georgia and Auburn, which is one of the longest-running rivalries, could very well be on the chopping block coming up because of how things will have to restructure with Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, But because you've added places like UCF, UCF's got no natural rival other than South Florida. Well, not in our conference. 
West Virginia's natural rival is Pitt. That's not happening. So it, it's it's a tough spot, but the one thing that I'm curious about is do you sacrifice a non-conference spot on your schedule? That's that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, that was my next thing as yeah. well, because if, if there is that possibility, absolutely try to save it. Sure. But in the meantime, Iowa State is still playing Iowa. True. They still already right. have a non-con rivalry game mm-hmm. that they're going to continue to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when a few years back, now it's been a few, uh, when they kind of re- Cold this idea that it was a rivalry. I didn't know. Like when Iowa State was wearing the kind of cherry red jerseys with the little bird inside the cyclone mm-hmm. on the helmet, mm-hmm. I didn't think of them as our, uh, a natural rival. I, I had no idea. But when the idea of Farmageddon came up, I thought, this is stupid. This is so dumb. <laughs> what? I don't get it. Since this is, I've been Farmageddon day one. I mean, not me. Absolutely. And then the games City happened. boy, right? But the games happened. And they were so good. They were competitive, and it doesn't hurt that we won uh, the first few. And I go, you know what? This is kind of rad. And so I'm really sad to see this go. I want them to work something out betwixt the two schools. Let's do it, man. Let's let's take one of those non-con games out of there and do a Farmageddon thing. Let's do it, man. Uh, I, this rivalry is real, and it's cool. Well, I, and I will say, during the Your Mark era – of Big 12 athletics. Your mark has not received any kind of heat, anything like this. This is like the first time his tenure has received heat for anything. Um, and it's coming from two fan bases because Iowa State is just as TO'd about it as K State is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speaking from a fan perspective because that's what every, all the fans are speaking up about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's tagging Gene Taylor and, and Brett Yarmark and all these people that can maybe do something about it. Um, you know, because Gene, da- Gene Taylor's on the scheduling committee. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. You know, hopefully something down the road can change. I mean, it's still, it's 2027. We're four years down the road. Right. Odds are, you know, it'll have to be a non-con game. Yeah. I mean, you can't just, it, it's not going to be that. Because then you're going to have other people speaking up. Like, oh, can I get this change or can I get that changed? Things are already set in place. For sure. Four years down the road, we got our games scheduled. It's just dates and you know, those got to be figured out. It's one of the odd things that we deal with at the Division One level that the others, you know, you, you, we were joking earlier about Division Two and Division Three with, with <laughs> DY. Uh, but honestly, with their conferences, they're locked into what their schedule is. There aren't non-conference games or they're rare. You know, Washburn opening with Colorado School of Mines comes to mind. But for the most part, they're rare. Because your conference is what it is. And when we went to 13 teams in the big sky, completely skewed things. One of the advantages that Northern Colorado had sitting there is being just outside Denver. Well, when the Montana schools came in, you drew well. Because there's a lot of Montana, Montana State alums in the Denver area. You lost that rotation. You know, it, it, it it's... Amazing how we've locked ourselves in at a Division One level and saying, no, we've got to have X number of non-conference games and X number of conference games instead of just playing out a schedule against your conference. I'd love that. And it's it's one of those things, too, where you go, I think it's been proven over time 
nothing is sacred in unfortunately in no it's just yeah. not going like the teams are going to have to do that kind of legwork and that kind of thinking outside the box and doing it on their own if they want to continue these kind of rivalries because when it comes to the schedule makers and the TV people and all that, they're not looking out for those rivalries. They don't care. They could care. They couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. And like, like, I mean, West Virginia Pitt is an example of like, like, you know, what, what, how, how does that not happen? Um, Unfortunately, I hope that we can look at this four years down the line and work something out and keep this thing going because it is an important thing for the fans to have a rivalry continually going that many years is a big deal. I look back at stuff and wish that years ago they would have cared about it, uh, things in the past. You know, like, why didn't they think about the future? Here's our chance now to keep it going. Let's do it. Well, we, it we've go gotten ahead. so completely off kilter from, in many ways, what college football is great at, the rivalries, the entertainment, the fun, the tweaking on each other's schools, the, you know, all of those things, we've gotten away from that because TV just keeps pushing it farther and farther and farther towards being essentially a Saturday version of the NFL. Yeah. That's why those that four-team conference idea won't work. It is quite, it is quite interesting though we we already have our our the schedules planned out when it comes to who the opponents are for the next 4 years. It's cool. Um so for 2024 if you haven't seen the schedule yet, case it will play 4 at home, 5 on the road, which does actually also keep in mind Arizona will be visiting Manhattan next year as a non-conference opponent, but the home games will be Arizona State, uh which will be the first time ever the the Sun Devils will visit the Little Apple. Uh, they'll have a game against Cincinnati. I think that'll be the first time since 95 that they've played. Uh, KU and Oklahoma State will be the home games. And then on the road, K-State will go to Provo for BYU, Boulder for Colorado, Houston, Iowa State, and West Virginia. That's an extremely fascinating road schedule. That is a really cool road schedule, for sure. Um, and then, and I'll mention this as well, and Troy pointed this out as well. Uh, so BYU, Utah. K-State will not host them until 2027 for the first time as conference opponents. And then wind up with both in the same year. 2027 will also only feature, and this is just a sign of how much things have changed, one Big 8 opponent, one original Big 8 opponent. That'll be KU. K-State will not play Oklahoma State in 2027, which that actually would have been a road game, so... I'm, I'm kind of cool <laughs> right. with that. Right. CU, no no CU that year, no Iowa State that year, no Oklahoma State that year. Wow. In home games. None of them. <laughs> it will be entirely teams that have come since the expansion to the Big 12. Jeez. We got to take a break. When we come back, it's the return of a fan favorite segment next. <laughs> this poor man is crying. Why? He missed the game. You know, you can always check out the game podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and at NewsRadioKMAN.com. Great song. We're back on the game. Mitch, Troy, David, Owen, Travion. Yes, Return of the Mac. Mac Morrison? Mm-hmm. Mark yep. Morrison. Mark Morrison. Yeah. Great jam. Great jam was this mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And I'm back to run the show. 
love that. Dude. But oh, I guess oh, you didn't oh. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is not the return of the Mac. It's the return of something else. It is a fan favorite segment with basketball season finally here. It's the return of the. <laughs> Here's Mitch Palm with tonight's prediction. Return of the Mitch Palm. Yeah. I think I do a little bit of better job predicting games than old Ken Palm, even though I do subscribe, Ken. I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. I really am. Uh, He does not project exhibition games, but I will say Ken Palm is going to the Cats, finishing 19-11 and in the regular season with a 10-8 mark. In Big 12 play. Listen, that gets you to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it does. It gets you to the NCAA tournament, but no. Uh, Mitch Palm says cats go 30 and 0. (laughs) Of course, until they lose a game, then we're just Uh, 29 and 1, and we'll work from there. Mm -hmm. I did want to share a little bit of history about the cats in Emporia State. First of all, uh, this will be uh, they've played a lot of exhibition games, of course, in K State's history, 95th all time, and the cats have won 28 in a row dating back 20 years ago. The Cats have won all five exhibitions over the Hornets. 05, 12, 15, 17, and 2019. So this will be the first meeting between the two since 2019. Uh, Every game but one, the Cats have completely taken care of business. Mm. That one was in 05, 79-75. The final little bit of a threat there by the Hornets. You know what? Emporia State, actually a pretty solid team. Last year, finished third in the MIAA with a 23 and nine record, 15 and seven in league play. Made it to the second round of the D2 NCAA tournament, and they are preseason ranked in Division Two, number 20. Whoa! So they are preseason top 25 team, and it's because they returned four of their five starters from a team that made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament, led by who will wear number 14. In Owen Burke, he's a 6'3 guard. He was their leading scorer last year at 17 points a game. I, I, I met Owen Long. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I we were like, all like, wait, what? Ooh, this is a crazy well, I, I, I knew our guy likes to play NBA 2K, but, uh, you know. Owen Long, excuse me. He's the best three-point shooter on the team. He's 38% last year. Not too shabby. Uh, he made 90 last year. Also a phenomenal free throw shooter at 90%. And then uh, go with the 6'7 guard in Elijah Kamathir. He's a very solid player as well. 15 points a game last year. Also their best rebounder uh, at six per contest. But, you know, Mitch Palm cannot quite figure out these non-conference matchups until you look at the famous alumni. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's, a real who's who. It's time. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'll let you be the uh, the judge of this here. Uh-huh. Uh, interesting group here. First famous alumni from Emporia State, William Coleman. He was the founder of Coleman Company, the maker of camping equipment. Okay, that's huge. Also that's- former politician. He was a... Go, go, you know this, Owen? No, I don't know this. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you're from the town. He was the former mayor of Wichita. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, Troy pretending like he knows it. It was 100 ah. years ago. Dude, he I've used his his uh, stuff. It's good. It works great every time, and it's it's quality equipment. I was going to say, isn't, isn't Coleman like the Nike of camping equipment? Oh, 100%, yeah. 
Definitely. Is it? Okay. Has For, it like? Yeah, former Eagle Scout. I can contest. Whoa. Coleman is there. Coleman is it. Coleman's yeah. the best. Ew! I'm not going against the Eagle Scouts word. I uh, listen. I just thought it was like Yeti, or is that is Yeti like the Prada of ki- camping stuff? Yeah, I think that you're up there. That's the high end stuff. Yeah. Like, I saw a backpack for five hundred dollars. Yeah, we sell we sell a chair at work that's three hundred dollars. I'm not doing it. But do they? Okay, they may make like stuff that you can use for tailgating. But do they actually make actual camping equipment Camp. like like tents? And the, I always think of like the thermos, you know, a Coleman yeah. thermos will last you until you're dead. Lanterns were wonderful. Lanterns, oh, 100%, yeah. Uh, second famous alumni for Emporia State is Fred Kip. Fred Kip. Oh, I hate that. Troy guy. should be able to tell us who this is. He's a baseball guy. The guy's an idiot. I hated him. He played professional baseball for the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers and New York Yankees. He is the last living player to play for both the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees. Damn. He is still with us. He's 92. Jeez. Wow. How about it? Ooh, 92. But then, uh, last famous alumni, and Mitch Palm had to really take this in consideration because this is a major dip for Emporia State tonight. Uh... Boy, this is a Greek name. I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but his last name is Zavos. Zavos. I looked that up earlier. Uh, he was a uh, uh, a scientist from Cyprus, immigrated over to the United States, went to Emporia State, uh, but he was a major subject of controversy a number of years ago because he made unsubstantiated claims that he could clone human beings. Huh. And guess what? He can't. He didn't pull it off. No, he can't do he it. He failed miserably. So <laughs> that to Mitch Palm, that that's a huge blow. The thing about K State is, Mitch Palm is interested to see everything like everybody else is about K State. Yeah, individual talent, but also how do they play as a team? How do they do without Naquan Tomlin? Who jumps into the starting five without Naquan Tomlin? Um, do they take care of the basketball? Because that was apparently something that they struggled with mm-hmm. in the secret scrimmage against SMU. Too many turnovers. Rebounding. I mean, there were a number of games last year where the rebounding just killed them in games. I mean, Florida Atlantic is oh. obviously the latest evidence of rebounding getting in their way. And not rebounding the basketball. But if I were just to point out a couple of things I'm really interested in seeing – um, of course, it's Tyler Perry and Arthur Kaluma. How awesome are they? Do they live up to the hype? Is Tyler Perry going to shoot out lights out tonight? You know, you may not have the highlight dunks like you would have last year with the passing of Marquise Noel to Naquan Tomlin or to somebody else for thunderous dunks. Naquan's not playing tonight. But do we see the outside shot? And that's another part of this. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing two guys off the bench. Quez Glover, mm. who did a much better job at Sanford in his last year shooting the three. He was 38% last year, by far his best clip. And Drew Colbert. I'm interested to see Drew Colbert at the five. How does he rotate in? What kind of a playmaker is he? Because he showed up at that exhibition last year, played like five minutes, and had four blocks. Incredible. And then the freshmen, of course. You know, how much do the freshmen play? How are they using the rotation? Who stands out the most of the three and who play? I mean, there's just, I could go endless amount of things on my list of what I want to see. But prediction tonight without Naquan Tomlin, Cats get it done. 
77-51. K-State with a victory tonight at Bramlage Coliseum. That's Mitch Palm, and when we come back, number one song of the day, The Game. You know what? They just showed it, I just saw. That picture of Bob Knight coaching Mike Krzyzewski at Army is yeah. always just it's insane, man. It's, uh, it's wild, his coaching tree, really. It, uh, the man changed a lot of things in how we viewed college basketball uh, in terms of just the style that he wanted to play. Was spectacular in getting his guys to play for him, but was the hottest temper Ooh. of anybody I think that I have ever seen in the game as well. Man, that 30 for 30 on the whole incident with the choking thing uh, really delves into like not only the coach, but uh, just his cult of personality around Indiana and mm-hmm. what he was able to get away mm-hmm. with for a long time. But I would like someone to really break down like his X's and O's back then and, and, and like because he was doing something right. Go undefeated a whole season. That's tough. I don't care what year it is. When he was at Texas Tech, we went in there one year to play a money game, and he had it mandated that the radio broadcasters had to be set up upper deck across the court. Dang. No microphones within a certain area (laughs) for any of the broadcasts because, well, safety's sake. <laughs> oh, you can just kill a song. We're going to talk Bob Knight for a few minutes here. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, no complaint. We'll but, get to the song later. Yeah. But uh, you know, along those same lines, he also was exceptionally effusive in his praise of. You know, we had a scrappy point guard who has gone on now and is doing some work uh, in the Lakers organization uh, with with their G League team, and you know. He, he was always great about pulling guys aside that he liked yeah. or saw things that he liked from them yeah. and talking about where they could improve on their game or what he liked that he was talking to them and coaching them about what he saw. That's the thing about him. He We have so many conflicting images of Bob Knight in his history. Because there are stellar moments like that where he can take a, a kid who is essentially a D2 kid playing on a team transitioning to Division One basketball and talk about how hard-nosed he was, how good he was, and I would love to have you on my team. Mm-hmm. And, and do that in that moment after a game. And yet can also be the same guy who punched a policeman while coaching an international team in 1983 in Puerto Rico. Always a teacher, always a coach. Uh, you know who else shared that quality? Bill Snyder was always doing stuff like that. Not only like to reach punching other cops, players, but like not punching cops, but like he was, yes. he was always like after games would be over, that's, he's still coaching people. Right, and yeah. that's, that, that was, that's the stuff that, that makes Bob Knight such a, such an interesting conundrum mm-hmm. as a person. Crazy. Because of the fact that he just, he could do both at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Big Jake Pullen guy, too. I liked him for that. K-State, uh, K-State played Bob Knight in Indiana seven times. I mean, they, they played 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, and 98. Jeez. Uh, Bob Knight coached in Manhattan with Indiana three times. 
So they basically had a home and home for f- mm-hmm. six years. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you do? You have the record? Yeah, Casey went zero and seven <laughs> against Bob Knight at, when he was at Indiana. Yeah, zero and seven uh, had Jack Hartman's number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I, b- I believe I actually stumbled across one time on YouTube. There was a game from the eighties that Casey was in Bloomington. Um. There was only one. Actually, they had a couple of close ones. Cats lost in overtime in Bloomington one time, a two-point loss in Manhattan. They had a couple of close ones. Oh, a one-point loss in Maui. They actually played against each other in Maui in 98. That was the last time that K-State played a Bob Knight Indiana team. Actually, that's the last time K-State played Indiana. It was in Maui in, uh, in 1998. You guys remember the movie Blue Chips? Yeah, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is true or not. I just feel like the, the character, the coach from Blue Chips, like his temper was based off of Bob Knight. It was Nick Nolte. Yes, it was. It's a hothead. And he couldn't match. He couldn't even match Bobby Knight. I mean, the guy was – they're showing some clips of him throwing people around. I mean, shoving his own players, oh my headbutting them and stuff. And this and, guy. Again, man. and that's what I talk about. That temper at a drop of a hat and yet could be so very kind. Right. See, so they're showing a whole bunch of clips of Bob Knight here. They're showing him at Texas Tech right now. We're watching a, a TV right now on ESPN, breaking the news. Uh, I, I always pictured him with the red pullover sweater with the white collar shirt sticking out. Mm-hmm. But they showed a very early clip of him where he was wearing a red plaid jacket. I'm like, that's 70s. Ripped right off the couch. I, yeah, yes. man. Yeah, they, the, all those guys had some <laughs> 70s style. You know what I mean? All those, like Hubie, Hubie Brown. You ever see him? Oh, man. Dr. Jack Ramsey. Oh, my God. Tremendous. Um, dude, uh, uh, now I'm Larry. Uh, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. And the overalls. The overalls, the giant... <laughs> You got the giant ties. I mean, these guys were like styling back then. But even then, wearing all that polyester, still getting all upset and punching people. Come on. Man, and he was a head coach for 43 years. Geez. Three yeah. different stops. Jeez. Army, uh, played at Ohio State, coached at Army, coached at Indiana, coached at Texas Tech. His first head coaching gig was at, he, before he got the Army job as an assistant, he was an assistant at uh, Cuyahoga Falls High School. <laughs> Those kids probably never forgot that. Why does that name ring? But Cuyahoga Falls. is that a Cuyahoga River? I believe that's referenced. Is that referenced in Tommy Boy? Probably Cuyahoga sure. Falls. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there's uh, that song. It's an Ohio. Randy Newman song uh, to start a major league. Yeah, the Cuyahoga River. Hey, good for you to know that one. That's some good trivia there. But yeah, some great polls. Uh, once again, the breaking news. Uh, longtime college basketball head coach uh, Bob Knight has passed away, uh, reported today at the age of 83. Oh, it says right there, 661 wins at Indiana and went undefeated in 76. Dang, man. Let me Let's only look. Oh, no, they did not play in 76. Nope. All right, seventy-six. I, I got to get to Bramlage Coliseum. You guys got to ask us anything when we come back on the game. Thirteen fifty KMAN. It's news talk, sports, weather, local stuff, state man, whatever the heck you want to talk about, we're talking about it. Uh, I got one for you, boys. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather ride a bicycle as your main form of transportation or ride a donkey? 
Oh, bicycle. Do you have much donkey experience? No, I've got horse experience. Oh, and yeah. they're like more stubborn than horses. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I feel like, you know, as a guy that has to commute from Junction City every day, I think I'm screwed either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. not going to work yeah. out good. I'll yeah. probably go with the bike. I might as well just get the exercise out of it, yeah. you know? Dude, one week of that, and you're going to look like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, my calves are going to be <laughs> massive. Like, Owen? Yeah, what's up? Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. I'm just, I'm, I live so close, I'm going donkey. Um, because I was told by K Rockers this morning that donkeys are very loyal, and so I figure I could be a, like the donkey's friend, and he could like defend me and stuff. <laughs> like when I <laughs> when I'm like out in the streets, you know, I, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, did you just say that about Troy? Guess what? Donkey, get him. You know what I mean? Donkey. That and that's another thing. Donkey. You got donkey. Yep. David G. as Shrek, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense. You know, it just makes sense. Oh, boy. Um, also, so Halloween. How Did you get trick-or-treaters? Did you even have candy? What's the story there? Uh, we did not. We did not get visited last night. Really? It was a quiet night at Casa Coverdale. <laughs> nice. Never, never complaining about that, are you? No. Well, especially since I'm in, you know, been fighting off this cold. So I couldn't have told you if they had shown up after about eight o'clock anyway, <laughs> because uh, the Nyquil had kicked in and I was gone. Yes, yeah, that's fair. I got out. Uh, you know, I took my son out. He's turning two this November. Yeah. So he's still a little young, but we went out and he didn't want to walk at all. So I carried him. We hit about four houses. He started screaming. We got back in the car and he passed out. So yeah. it was a quick night. Win, win, win. Yeah. I got I got my four pieces of candy I stole from him. We were good. There you go. <laughs> You're like, here's dad tax. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, but you I also feel bad because you didn't get that many. Yeah. <laughs> How did it go with two and one for you? We were all. Also, uh, we were down a babe. Oh, so a little. Yeah, we got some sickness, but uh, we did, we had spectacular. We did something at the union, and we had a third event too. So they had candy for oh, days. Oh gosh, yes. And we were like, we're just gonna stay home. We threw the costumes on, and still had a great time. Uh, but they're still a little young mm-hmm. yet. Still, you know, I got one that loves people, and the other is shy. So. It was cold. Like we're staying in. Screw it. Broadcast friend of mine sharing photos last night that you know when the youngest tells you to go as something, you go as it. Yeah. And so they were big elephant and little elephant. Aww. Um Little elephant wanted to go out trick or treating again today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough conversation, man. Listen, dude, we can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> That ended. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, um, also, one more. Would you rather? Would you rather lose the ability to use GPS forever or a credit card? Ouch. Yeah, that's a tough uh, one. I'd probably have to go with the GPS. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Get with that, that big one. Rand McNally book out. Hey. Bust that out. Dad still has it. <laughs> Doesn't bother him a bit. Cats are up next, guys. We get a chance to hear about the cats and their hardwood action for the first time this season. Yes. Back at it tomorrow at 4.